Welcome in to a special uh, solo episode of MLB, RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition uh, broadcast. It is your one and only solo host tonight, Real underscore G Warner on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me. Um, and uh, my co-host Scott Seidenberg is, is making uh, or is recording another episode right now uh, for his Straight Out of Vegas podcast with AJ Hoffman, who I'm on a college basketball podcast uh, during the winter and uh couldn't make it on this doing double duty it was hard to he can't be in two places at once so um it's just me tonight but uh hopefully i can keep everyone entertained i will have some pregame.com promo codes later in the episode but gonna do this as always just gonna go through the friday card uh game by game and you can get um all of my thoughts uh yes they'll be only mine uh but hopefully that'll keep everyone entertained um, and going to get right into it right away. All lines quoted in this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. Use promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1,000. Also want to mention my my Patreon, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. Um, we want to get as many follows on the pregame.com or pregame now uh, Twitter account. Try to get as many people on there as that's where every uh, podcast that goes out through the Dream Preview Network is, is featured on there. Um, also, make sure you check out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, RJ Bell Dream Preview. Um, we're, we were number one uh, a few weeks ago in all of sports podcasts. We're trying to get up to that type of number again. So thanks, as always, for the support. And, uh, you know, let's get into it. So uh, first matchup, I'm going to go in rotation order, um, as that's generally how I do these things. Um, Scott likes to usually do it in the start time order, but uh, a little different here tonight. Figure a little bit easier for everyone to follow. Starting the NL, we start with Sandy Alcantara in Miami visiting Washington Nationals and Trevor Williams. Um, currently, Alcantara is a minus 172 favorite. Uh, on the road over unders eight and a half um, and it's pretty much even juice both ways. Um, Washington's been an incredible run this season. I, I think Scott and I have talked about this plenty this season. Um, they were expected to be a really bad team and have really overperformed. You can almost say the same thing for the Miami Marlins though. They're still over 500. They're still playing competitive baseball. I think it's second place in the NL East. Um, so there's a lot to say about both these teams, both overperforming expectations um, with that said, Sandy Alcantara has had a pretty poor year coming off of his Cy Young uh, award last season, um, but he's been a little bit better lately. He's shown some signs, seems to have a couple bad innings every every start, which seems to really put him under the gun. Uh, and usually it's after the sixth inning, uh, but it doesn't look like he's a, a player that will be being reined in by the Miami staff. It seems like he's their only starting pitcher that they really trust to eat outs deep into a game. Um, it's hard for me to really like Sandy uh, and the Marlins favorite at this type of number on the road. I, I feel like um, Trevor Williams is also someone that's pretty tough to trust, but a Miami offense that really hasn't done much for uh, this entire season. They've been on the West coast uh, most recently in a series in Seattle. So um, I feel like if anything, I'm interested in Washington, but potentially the under here, because I don't think that either of these two teams are very likely to score. Uh, next, I'll move to St. Louis visiting the New York Mets, and then it's Miles Michaelis on the road at Tyler McGill. Uh, current number, it's pretty much, it's almost an even number with uh, McGill, a slight minus 109 favorite, uh, and over-under is currently nine, uh, slightly juiced to the under. Um, St. Louis has had high expectations coming into the year, have not delivered whatsoever. Um, they've probably been the most disappointing team in baseball. 
Um, the Mets are a close second, though, to that, where they've not been playing well either. This might be not necessarily a loser leaves town type of matchup, but I think it's going to be huge uh, for whoever's going to get uh, their season back on track. I mean, if they split the series or, or somehow it just goes two one and probably doesn't say too much, but I think there's a lot of confidence to be gained from this, uh, from this series, St. Louis, they're dealing with injuries in their bullpen. Unfortunately with Helsley out on the 15 day IL um, that led to Giovanni Gallego stepping up, who'd been kind of a part-time closer, uh, but blew a save this week. Hard to really trust St. Louis. They're, power swinging slugging team has been really dynamic. And, and that's where that was the expectations coming into the year. They've not delivered on those um, Tyler McGill. He, he had an awesome debut kind of start to his major league career, but has not really been the same pitcher since then. Um, I don't know necessarily that I expect he will be able to keep St. Louis quiet, but I also don't know that Michaelis is also a pitch to contact guy uh, that I, I don't really understand how he has good outings uh, when he does. And also he has bad outings when he does. It's really hard to predict for me. Um, just two pitchers that don't have a lot of swing and miss, which is really out of favor in the year of our Lord 2023 in major league baseball. And so um, I feel like if anything, I lean to Michaelis cause I trust him a little bit more than Miguel. Uh, but both bullpens are kind of under, um, I mean, the Mets with Drew Smith suspended due to sicky substance ban, uh, 10 games out. That's a big deal for their bullpen, which is all this entire season was trying to kind of piece together a bullpen that was missing their closer. Uh, but you can say the same sort of thing with St. Louis as well. I feel like um, the the, ra- the number round pick them right now with both sides below minus 110. Um, I think that probably fits what this game should be. Um, I think if one of them moved to an underdog, I'd be a little bit more interested, but uh really hasn't been significant as we're not even at even money right now at bet online. I'll move next to Colorado, Colorado visiting Atlanta, Denelson Lamette at Schuster. Um, the, the Braves are just so good. Uh, minus two forty favorites at home over under is 10, uh, which is a pretty high total, even in uh, a band box like um, the Atlanta ballpark is uh, plenty of, of potential hitters visiting the chop house in this series, but I, w- I would call most of them to be most likely from the Braves home team. Um, the Nelson Lamette has been a great arm that's never really delivered. Uh, I don't expect him to do that here. I don't have a lot of faith in Schuster, uh, but he is facing one of the worst lineups. Uh, as, when, as soon as the Rockies leave Coors Field, they are very, they, they seldom perform. They are one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, and I don't really give him much of a chance. And so I feel like as a, despite getting over two to one odds to win a, a single baseball game, which generally is a, it's too big of a number. Um, I, I'm not really looking to get in the way of that Atlanta Braves freight train. Next, we'll move to Pittsburgh at Milwaukee, big series in the NL central uh, two teams trying to fight for the lead and what's been a really bad division so far. Um, Rich Hill on the road at Julio Tehran. Uh, Tehran, who's had an awesome season despite starting in the, in the minors and getting his, his contract purchased by Milwaukee once he, once he was guaranteed a, a starting uh, position in a major league team. Um, currently, Tehran is the minus 115 favorite at home. Over-under is nine. Um, and there's two teams that really don't have a ton of hitting. Uh, Milwaukee's been kind of turning up a little bit lately, but also have been really struggling at times. Um, hard to know that they're really going to perform uh, against a, a crafty left-hander like Rich Hill, who's unfortunately, I think, on the wrong side of 40, um, maybe on the wrong side of 45 soon enough, but he's been competitive. I feel like uh, this number doesn't really give a lot of faith in the home team and Julio Tehran either. Um, I almost feel like Tehran is probably has a lower uh, 
a lower floor than Rich Hill. Um, just because Rich Hill, if he's on one of those nights where he's able to miss bats, then he could be really, really successful. Julio Tehran is, is one outing away from probably losing this job. It probably wouldn't happen because he's been so good so far to start the season, but he is um, always at risk of getting hit very hard. So it's a pirates or nothing type of lean for me. Uh, and I guess I'd lean under cause I don't have a lot of faith in either of these offenses, but um, it's really hard to see, uh, it's, there's a lot of uh, things up in the air, hard to trust uh, all, all different ways. Uh, moving next to San Francisco at the Los Angeles Dodgers, big, big matchup, especially considering the Dodgers are still playing the White Sox right now on Thursday night. I uh, don't have a starter for the Dodgers, but John Brevy, it looks like he'll be starting off a bullpen game for San Francisco. Um, the Dodgers should be a pretty big favorite. San Francisco has been playing really well. Um, Evan Phillips just pitched two innings tonight, so probably will be down tomorrow for the Dodgers, which does take an important arm out of that bullpen late. Um, so I like San Francisco. We'll see how big this number gets. I think I'd probably want something in the 130s or, or higher to even consider San Francisco. Moving to the American League, we have a big series starting rivalry that seemed to be not as big as of late, but uh, we've got the Yankees visiting Boston and Fenway Park. With Domingo Herman starting against Tanner Houck. Currently, Houck a minus 115 favorite. The over-under is nine, uh, heavily juiced to the over. So potentially we'll see a nine and a half before this one uh first pitch is thrown. Houck has been pretty good. He's really a couple seasons ago looked like one of the best young pitchers, young arms in baseball. Hasn't really delivered on it lately. Domingo Herman's been in and out of major leagues, uh, steroid and domestic violence suspensions, a lot of different things in different areas. Um, but it's had a really good start to the year. Um, probably should have been suspended for his own sticky substances. So, I mean, more than I could probably more time than is worth to spend on this podcast, discussing the, the background of being a Harman, but he's been very competitive. I feel like he has a better bullpen behind him. The New York Yankees, I think are stronger in their bullpen, but they've, I mean, been pretty limited on, on like Aaron Boone. I feel like has been overly cautious about using his good arms um, I mean, with a lead with, with, uh, Garrett Cole, uh, the, I think it was the last game they played in New York in this subway series coming off, um, they're coming off against the Mets. Um, really surprised that they didn't really go to a better stable of their bullpen and said it used arms that weren't really, um, in their good bullpen. And unfortunately it cost them another game. And I feel like he's one of those managers that I really hope stays in his job because I feel like the Yankees are generally overpriced. It's a little surprising, though, for me to see them as an underdog here, though, of course, missing Aaron Judge is a big deal and playing a bunch of players in their outfield that aren't really outfielders, which has been uh, a big problem that cost them a bunch of runs in that Mets, that last Mets game, which they lost in extra innings. Um, Boston, on the other hand, I mean, their bullpen's a little more stabilized. Chris Martin going into Kenley Jansen at the end. I, I do feel like um, at this point, the, the Red Sox lineup might be stronger as well. So maybe that minus 115 seems a little short for a home team, but uh, I think the New York Yankees are always going to get credit. Maybe they don't necessarily deserve. Next, we'll move to Toronto, visiting the Texas Rangers, who are coming off a, a big, dramatic game tonight against the Angels and Shohei Otani. Uh, the Blue Jays come in with Kevin Gosman starting at Martin Perez, and Gosman. Seems like he's a road favorite almost every matchup he has. He's a minus 134 on the road at Texas, despite their second best record in all of baseball. Uh, I think at least, or at least all in, in the American League, it might be all of baseball. Uh, Over-unders eight and a half, very juicy over. You might see a nine before his kicks off or tips off. I, I feel like Kevin Gosman, he's, I mean, had some great numbers this year, but also had some pretty weak outings. Um, if there's ever a team that can hit the Toronto hurler hard, I think it is the the Texas Rangers. 
Uh, Martin Perez has been one of those pitchers that doesn't miss bats but somehow gets weak enough contact or really survives. And he's done too much surviving for too long for us to really, uh, I think, give him too many demerits for not striking out enough batters. I do think Toronto is not a team to work counts. So um, if he's able to move that fastball enough to avoid barrels and get the end of bats or, or jam opposing hitters, that is a great spot to be. I think my biggest uh, question is still about the Texas bullpen. Uh, it's an Achilles heel for them. They should have already been starting to acquire play pitchers to try to fix that problem knowing that they'll be in the playoffs barring a, a huge collapse late in the season uh tampa bay's already been doing it but but texas has not really been done been working on it just yet i don't really know what's stopping them but that's going to be a problem in this series i feel like toronto is still um i mean their lineup has not produced the way ex- expectations had it coming into the year texas is grossly overproduced um i, I feel like i trust the texas lineup more um, but I'm a little bit worried about both sides of the pitching matchup, both in the starting rotation, uh, starting pitcher for this matchup, but also for the bullpen. So uh, lean to Texas getting that plus 124 right now, uh, and, and we'll potentially talk about that later. Uh, the Angels visit Kansas City, Patrick Sandoval at Brady Singer. Uh, currently Sandoval minus 151 road favorite, pretty, pretty big price. Um, but Brady Singer has been clobbered this year. Over-unders nine and a half, which is, um, pretty pretty lofty for a game in Coffin Stadium in Kansas City, um, but it's a tough place to hit home runs and, and makes me feel like there's if there's ever a time to buy into Brady Singer, it might be here, uh, especially considering the Angels and their lineup limitations right now. We saw uh, Anthony Rendon get hit by a pitch and literally bunt for three at-bats um, towards the end of the game. Somehow they're still able to win without a cleanup hitter, um, but it looks like I would expect Brandon Drury to be in this lineup after serving one game suspension uh, on Thursday night. And that puts them in a pretty good position. Patrick Sandoval has got really good stuff, but has kind of struggled lately. Hasn't really put it together so well um, and is a gigantic favorite. I just don't think I can trust Brady Singer, um, though. They should be in a pretty good place. Bullpen wise, Kansas City will be. Whereas the Angels had to use a bunch of their better relievers late in the game tonight. And uh, Estevez, their stud closer, had really been struggling tonight, uh, walked three batters and got the immediate hook. So we'll see what ends up happening with that one. But moving on next to Detroit visiting Minnesota, their series started tonight. And it looks like Detroit has not named a starting pitcher just yet. It looks like Joe Ryan from Minnesota should be a pretty big favorite. Um, and I don't really think I have much interest in backing at Detroit side when I especially don't know who their starting pitcher is. Uh, last game in the American League, but certainly not least, we have a lot of interleague to discuss, is Chicago White Sox and Michael Kopech visiting Seattle. And I think it's Brian Wu, uh, a recent call-up, who's had a really tough time in the majors. Um, but Seattle's kind of limited in their rotation and don't really have a lot of other options. They're kind of hoping he kind of learns what he's doing in the, uh, it, it, I guess, in the bigs, which is a tough place to do it. White Sox still playing the Dodgers right now in Los Angeles. So they have to get up on a flight and get up to Seattle. It's going to be a really, really late night for them. Nice part of this game doesn't start till uh, 9, 10 uh, central time, the body clocks of the White Sox. Um, currently, Wu is a minus 118 favorite. Seattle Mariners are, uh, is, Seattle Mariners is, are, whatever. I do too many soccer podcasts to know how to, to pluralize or whatever at this point, especially late night. Um, but that's how it always goes with me, as you know, if anyone's listening to the soccer pods or any of the baseball pods are usually recorded pretty late at night. Anyway, back to this game um, over under is eight and it's juiced heavily to the under, um, which tells me that there's not a lot of runs expected. Um, Seattle's an interesting case right now. They're a team I'd like to be against because their hitting has been bad. And, and unfortunately, 
this call up has not really done enough to cement himself as a starting pitcher. And I feel like would have been sent down if Seattle had other options or other chances, but they've, they're off to a bad start. I'm not sure that they're really ready to buy into the season. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in the White Sox, uh, depending on how many bullpen arms they use, really what that lineup looks like tomorrow night. Uh, but I, I think Michael Kopech plus 108. Um, he's had his struggles this year, but it's been a lot more trustworthy and has a little bit more of a track record than, than Wu in, in his first season in the big leagues. Moving to interleague, we have early matchup in Wrigley Field. The Chicago Cubs, like tradition, would have it. Uh, Cole Irvin and the Baltimore Orioles on the road at Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks off a really good start, I believe in San Diego, I want to say. Um, but anyway, Irvin is a slight road favorite. Um, looks like a minus 120. And uh, we don't have a total yet because we don't have the wind direction at Wrigley just yet. But uh, I'm interested in the, in the Cubs. They're at a huge grave disadvantage in the bullpen, though. So I feel like if, I'm, if you're playing the Cubs, you probably want to look at a first half number rather than anything different than that. Uh, moving next to the Cincinnati Reds, one of the hottest teams in baseball on the road at Houston. They got Andrew Abbott, their call up, who's had two pretty good starts in the bigs. Um, a lot of limitations or questions about what he will be as a, as a starter, but he had great strikeout numbers in the minors. He's on the road at JP France, who's been hanging in there for the, the Astros. Hasn't really been that dominant or impressive, but uh, they've been pretty good. Currently France, a, a near 200 favorite minus 195 over under is nine slightly juiced to the under um, the Reds have been good, but they have a big disadvantage in the bullpen here. Um, and I'm not really sure that I trust Abbott. This is going to be a really big test for him. And I think I'll be on the sidelines for that one. Next, we go to Cleveland at Arizona with Tristan McKenzie visiting Zach Gallon, who's been one of the hottest home pitchers in baseball. Uh, current prices is, is Gallon minus 146 uh, on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Coming off a pretty tough series with the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, losing, I think, two out of three last two of that series to lose the series. But Cleveland uh, and the Guardians, they were in San Diego, didn't really have a great time themselves. Over-under is eight on this one, pretty juicy the under, and I don't see a lot of runs. Gallon's been so good at home. McKenzie's had a pretty good start to the, his season. Um, I guess not so great in his last start against the Houston Astros, but um, this is a, a little bit different of a, a situation against the Diamondbacks who have been a little bit quieter. I mean, they've certainly been hitting well and had a great start to their season. I'm just not sure I'm a believer in them long-term. Uh, haven't really been to start the year and I'm not really willing to, to, to abandon ship just yet and jump onto the, the love boat uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's late. Give me a break on these analogies. But I think my biggest interest in that one is, is the under, uh, eight or a first half under likely a, a four or, or potentially even a three and a half before this one uh, first pitch is thrown Philadelphia then visits Oakland super hot Oakland but they've kind of been trailing off a little bit as you would expect with a tough series with Tampa in town Taiwan Walker will go for the Phillies JP Sears for Oakland uh, and Walker is a minus 136 road favorite pretty pretty respectful of the Phillies though they didn't really get a ton of respect in this series at Arizona I felt um, but also were struggling in some of those games and, and didn't sweep by any means. So I uh, had to work really hard in, in one of the matchups as well, going to extra innings. Uh, I don't think I'm a person that can really back the Oakland athletics. I mean, even though they've been playing good baseball lately, um, I, I feel like they've used all their goodwill with the fans to fill up the, the place and try to get their owner to sell, which he won't, especially after recent approval of a uh, stadium in Las Vegas. So wouldn't expect a lot there. Uh, and I think that's enough for me to talk about a team that I'm not going to back. Last but not least, last game of this matchup before we get into a pregame.com promo code. And then I'll also give it all a best bet end of show. Um, wanna, it should be a good one. Um, 
if you if you have, don't have Friday night plans, don't make them because uh, Shane McClanahan and the Tampa Bay Rays are going on the road to San Diego and facing you, Darvish. Uh, current McClanahan is a minus one eighteen favorite at Bet Online. The over under is seven and a half, slightly juiced the under. Um, San, San Diego's been hitting the ball a lot better lately. Uh, maybe the the lineup that's been really really quiet for a lot of the season is finally coming around. I'm not sure that it is just yet, and it's going to be really hard for them to get a lot going against McClanahan, but he hasn't been perfect. I mean, he's been way up the the charts in in wins in the American League. Um, That's also because he's playing for one of the best teams in baseball, Um, but he hasn't really, to me, he's left a little bit to be desired. Still one of the most dominant pitchers, lefty with huge, huge fastball velocity, plus great breaking stuff, and he pitches for one of the best teams in baseball with one of the most intelligent scouting departments in the world. Um, on the other side, you Darvish is always a great look as a home dog. Um, I'm not an, un- I'm, I am an underdog player. I'm not really a favorites player unless they're slight and at home. Um, so there's really only one way I can go with this one. That's towards the San Diego side with, with you Darvish, who I think can hang with Shane McClanahan and Tampa, who's not really been firing on all cylinders lately, but hard to keep up the pace that they were on because they were winning every game for what felt like the first two months of the season. Um, I think, I don't expect a ton of runs in this matchup, though. If Tampa, they're used to playing in a really tough home run park. They have a ton of power in that lineup. Of course, late night, the odds are back. Sorry, everyone, but thanks for sticking in uh, and listening. Uh, I feel like I don't know that I like it and under as much as I would, despite Marine Lair likely coming in San Diego. This, this game starts a little bit earlier than normal. Um, I think from where I'm positioned in this one, it's a you Darvish feeling for me or nothing uh, as, as a money line underdog. So uh, I'm going to pick a best bet, but I want to give out the promo code to save everybody some money. Uh, use the promo code WALK20, like walk the line, but know the line. WALK20, get good for 20% off all of the listeners of this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. You can get 20% off anything on the pregame.com website. Of course, we got a lot of football stuff coming out. Um, my soccer stuff, it's kind of winding down towards the end of the season, but got plenty of picks coming out and stuff for this weekend. Um, also, uh, I want to give a a free $25 sign up bonus. If you haven't signed up at pregame.com sign up, make an account, get $25 thrown in there that you can expend. You spend on any handicappers, probably big pick for the weekend or the day or something of that nature. Uh, good for $25 for free. If you haven't signed up at pregame.com and if you haven't, why wait? You can use the, the pregame.com forums. Um, good information sharing tool there. Plenty of other great things on the pregame.com website as well. But uh, Scott and I get a little bit of uh, kudos, if you will. Um, I don't think we get any financials from uh, you guys using our promo codes, but use walk 20. And I'll make sure that we keep this podcast going as long as possible. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, feel free to follow Everyone on socials, pregame now is where you'll probably find this podcast. If, uh, of course, subscribe to Apple Podcasts. You can find my other uh, podcasts on there as well, Betting the Pitch, um, which I think really made for a soccer pitch, but maybe I start doing some more baseball stuff on there. Um, of course, the real underscore G Warner on Twitter, every every social platform you can find. Um, and now it's time to get into the best bet. And I think that answer for me, it's, it's a little bit, um, a little bit nerve wracking because I feel like, Rob Manfred's been playing with the baseballs a little bit lately, uh, but I just don't see a lot of belief. At least I don't have a lot of belief in either of these lineups. Cleveland Guardians, 
nor the Arizona Diamondbacks, especially with the two pitchers on the mound. Tristan McKenzie with his great swing and miss stuff. Zach Allen has been so dominant at home. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a first half under four runs in the Cleveland at Arizona baseball game on, on Friday night. So uh, that'll be my best bet for this this podcast. We uh, we had a, a double best bet win uh, last last ma- meeting against uh, I think we both took the Reds on Monday night. So hopefully we can keep that streak going. Uh, would make it a double best bet, but I don't have Scott's uh, endorsement right now. But anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, follow, do everything you can with RJ Bell's Dream Preview, MLB Base, MLB Edition. So I'll say that one more time. Clearly, it's my first time signing off in a while. Uh, but yeah, jump on wherever you get your podcasts. Look us up, RJ Bell's Dream Preview, MLB Edition. 